Chapter 8, Jimmy. Pin and I sat on a granite rock in the middle of the pond in the full sun. Jimmy sat between us. Of the 50 froglets from our mating hole, Jimmy was the only one that had decided to stay with us. The others had quickly swum away in delight as soon as they reached the great freedom and excitement of this big pond. But Jimmy was different. Pin had named him in an elaborate ceremony. He had danced around him and flipped over several times. Then he said, I call you Jimmy after my father. Jimmy just nodded happily. He didn't think there was anything strange in a frog naming his froglet after his father. But then that's how froglets are, dumb and happy. Then Pin looked over at me. I call you Jade. I was taken aback. Jade? Yup, you Jade, said Pin. You named Jade. Pin was naming me. Jade. It was my name. A real name. He was the frog Pin, and I was the frog Jade. I was special. At least, I was special to Pin. And I realized suddenly that Pin was special to me, too. I'd never met another frog I wanted to be with as much as Pin. I knew I never would again. He was my Pin, and I was his Jade. It was an amazing thing, this togetherness that Pin and I had, amazing and wonderful. I sat quietly under his gaze. I felt perfectly content. Pin hopped close. I never heard the word Jade before, I said. Jade, a gem, said Pin, a beautiful queen gem, and you the most beautiful queen in the world. You green like Jade. I'm the most beautiful green in the world, I whispered. I'm green like Jade. I looked at my reflection in his shining eyes. Yup, said Pin, you my Jade. Hearing Pin say my very thought made me happy. Oh, of course, I was always happy. I'm a frog, after all. But in that moment, I felt I could burst from happiness. Rupture filled my heart. That was a foolish day, a giddy one. And we had many happy days together after that, the three of us, like today, here on this big rock. I don't see any snails, said Jimmy. I want to eat a snail. His voice woke me from my memories. It's hard to find a snail at the end of summer, I said. Then I want to eat a giant landslug, said Jimmy. I looked at Jimmy. He was as long as the center of a water lily now, and clearly a strong young frog. But he was way too small to be eating the giant slugs. Other frogs don't taste a giant landslug till their mouths are big enough to swallow it. Whole. But Jimmy knew the taste of slugs, crayfish, and even minnows. All because Pin brought him everything, and he was looking a little bit fat around the middle. Pin, I really think you ought to stop feeding Jimmy. Pin didn't answer. I saw his left vocal sac tremble for a moment, as though he thought of croaking. But then it stopped. Listen, Pin. He isn't developing the skills he needs to be an ordinary frog. He has to feed himself. Jimmy eat good, said Pin. Of course he eats good. You know that's not the point. 
I take care of Jimmy, said Pin. But that's exactly what's wrong, I said. He needs to know how to take care of himself. Pin, don't you realize you could get killed at any moment? Pin looked at me. No one kill me. No one has killed you yet, but it could happen tomorrow or an hour from now or a second from now. That's the fate of the frog. Pin shook his head. Not me, not the fog pin. Oh, you've made a name for yourself, you have. You made the turtle snap at a rock and hurt the tip of his jaw, your very first day in the old pond back in the middle of April. You confused everyone with that stunt of jumping on the water snake's head in June. The word got around, crazy frog and all that. And it spread from pond to pond until everyone everywhere stayed out of your way. But memories fade. It's September, Pin. You pulled your stunts months ago. Pretty soon, some snapping turtle is going to eye those meaty thighs of yours. Turtle dumb. I'm not dumb. Turtle not eat me. Well, there it is. I knew it. You think you're smarter than every creature in this pond, don't you? Yup, said Pin. Well, you're not smarter than the hag. Jimmy turned pale. The hag, he whispered. Pin turned pale. See, you're afraid, I said to Pin. No, said Pin. You turn pale, I said. You're afraid. No, Jade, said Pin. I'm mad. I hate hag. Every frog hates the hag. The very thought of her popping you or me or Jimmy into a stew, why, it turns my stomach. Pin stared at me. Jimmy stared at me. I flicked my tongue and swallowed a water spider that should have known better than to come so close. It had a tantalizing light flavor. Jimmy lost interest, as froglets do, and focused his eyes on a late summer snail that was slowly climbing up the broad leaf of a cattail. But Pin kept staring at me. Why you talking about hag now? The new wood frog I met, she told me, the hag's been searching around lately, down at the end of our pond. I scanned the surface of the water for more stray water spiders. There weren't any. No, said Pin, hag is far away. The hag may live far away, near our old pond, but she's been at this pond just this week, and she, she seems to be on the lookout for big frogs. If hag want fog, hag can make fog, said Pin. The hag can't make frogs. What ridiculous things you say. I watched a minnow go by and wondered how Pin could enjoy them so much. They looked tough to me. Anyway, if she gets you, Jimmy will be lost. He won't know how to survive. You have to stop feeding him so he can learn to take care of himself. Jimmy, baby! How can you say such a silly thing? Jimmy's not a baby. He's a froglet. He's getting bigger by the day. Jimmy, my baby. Well, if you mean it that way, okay. Then he's my baby too, I guess. I listened to my own words. They sounded foreign. This isn't natural, all this talk about babies. It isn't frog-like. We have to be frog-like. I wouldn't feed Jimmy. I wouldn't even know he was my son if he hadn't taken to staying with us. 
But you happy you know him, said Pin. Happy I know him? Yup, said Pin. I looked at Jimmy. He looked up at me with his nicely prominent eyes. His skin was glossy. The raspiness around his mouth, which he used for scraping algae from rocks in his tadpole days, was entirely gone now. I could imagine him in three years' time, a fully mature frog, slimmed down a bit and croaking loudly in the bulrushes. Yes, I said slowly, I guess I am happy I know him. You of him, said Pin. Of? Of? I, I don't understand. Of, of, of. Pin dropped his tongue out of his mouth and mashed it with both forefeet until it was wide and flat with a gully down the center. Then he shaped the tip of it into a point and pushed it back inside his mouth, careful not to change its shape. You love him, said Pin. I was stunned. How could I love him? I'm a frog, Pin blinked. Well, I admit it's fun to watch him play leapfrog with the other froglets, but I'd enjoy that even if it wasn't mine. Hmm, said Pin. And it's comforting to sit beside him motionless on our rock in the sun. But then it's always nice to have the company of another green frog, no matter who it is. Hmm, said Pin. And the shadow flashed and I leaped. Pin followed me under the water. I looked around. Jimmy, where was Jimmy? I came up under a lily pad and peeked out just in time to see the hag holding the net in one hand. In the other, she held Jimmy by a hind leg. You'll grow into a fat one, won't you, Froggy? She said with a dry cackle. I'm sorry I missed that big guy beside you, but there are others. There are always others. She snorted, and a thin smile cracked across her face. <laughs> she tossed Jimmy over her shoulder into a wooden bucket. Then she slammed the lid on the bucket. Chapter 9. Battle Jimmy's a goner, I said. Here you went and made me of him, I mean love him, and he's gone. I bobbed around under the lily pad. Pin swam back and forth in front of me in a worried frenzy. His useless swimming only made things worse. Oh, Pin, you are a wretched frog after all. I thought you had brought me such wonderful things in life, such odd and new things, and now... All you've done is make me sad, and a frog is never supposed to be sad. Oh me, oh me, oh me, oh me. Pin stopped swimming suddenly. Don't talk, he said. I can talk all I want, I said. I'm tired of you making me do things. I listened to you about our mating hole, and we almost doomed a thousand tadpoles. And then you had me carrying them in my mouth, and then we fed them. You ever heard of a frog feeding tadpoles? And then we carried the few left on our backs. Oh, you've led me into crazy ways, and all because I did what you said. But I won't do it now. I'll shout if I want. I'll scream. Ah! Don't talk, said Pin. 
I can't ink if you talk. Ink. That does it. I'm tired of the stupid way you talk. You had me liking it, but it's just plain stupid. And you blame it on your tongue. You have a perfectly normal froggy tongue. You eat good with it. Why can't you talk good with it? Don't talk, said Pin. I'm inking. You can't ink, I screamed. Frogs don't ink. Squids do. Ink, said Pin. I'm inking about Jimmy. Poor little Jimmy, I said. Pete, don't talk, said Pin. Please, the word is please, not peed. You know I never told you this, but the wood frog told me not to trust you. Pin looked at me. She said that my curiosity would ruin me, and I know it's true. I've always been too interested in new and different things. Oh me, oh me, oh me, oh me. The wood frog was right. I hate wood fog, said Pin. Wood frog bad. Wood frogs aren't bad at all. I like this one. How dare you insult her? Wood fog hide eye, said Pin. Wood fog thief. You're such a fool. She's not a thief. She just looks like she has a brown mask across her eyes. But it's her coloring, that's all. I looked around. I wish I could find something to fling across your eyes, I screamed. I wish I could bang you on the head. Head. I wish I could punch you in the nose. I've got an idea, shouted Pin. We get Jimmy. I stared at him. We will? Jimmy, 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 shouted a chorus of froglets. I was so surprised I gulped water. Pin and I looked around at all the little frogs who had silently surrounded us while we were arguing. I counted one dozen, two dozen, three dozen, four dozen, and one left over, 49 froglets. Who you, said Pin. We're frogs, they said together. There are children, I said, amazed. They have to be. These are the froglets we kept safe in the mating hole. I can't believe it. I looked across their happy little faces. They all, they've all stayed together ever since we carried them here, like a family, like one huge frog family. I thought about it. It's unfrog-like. It's good, said Pin. Good, 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 said the froglets. They're all your children, I said. They think like you. We're frogs, screamed the froglets. We want Jimmy. Don't talk, said Pin. I talk. I have an idea. He stared at the froglets. They stared back. Then he turned to me. I take Hag away. You knock the bucket. The bucket fall. Jimmy get out. Hurrah, shouted the froglets. The bucket will fall over. Jimmy will be free. Hurrah! How can I knock over that big, heavy bucket, I said. Get the wood frog to help you. Frogs don't help each other, I said. Get the wood frog. Go! But how will you take the hag away? I've got an idea. Go, said Pin. He turned to the froglets. You act good now. Hide in the weed. Don't get eaten. Lot of good that'll do, I said. Froglets never obey. Pin looked back at me. Go! 
I hesitated. I had lost my sweet son, Jimmy, and now maybe I was about to lose my husband. I can't bear the thought. Be careful, I whispered. Pin nodded. Goodbye, Jade. I swam to the mud far behind the hag and looked around for the wood frog. I hopped in and out of the outer growth. But she was nowhere to be found. I sighed. It didn't really matter, though. If I had asked the wood frog to help me, she'd have thought I was crazy. Pin swam in the other direction, right toward where the hag had been. I could see his eyes and nose bobbing in the water. He looked every which way for her. But the hag wasn't standing on the money bank anymore. Her net was still there, but she was gone. Pin came out into the mud and sat very still. I knew he was trying to censor motions through vibrations in the mud. I leaped toward the bucket, which was now halfway between us. If Pin and I were fast enough, we could free Jimmy before the hag reappeared. A sharp ray of amber light caught my eye. It was the sun reflecting off the hag's crystal ring as she came flying out of the overhanging willow branches. She landed with a thud, scooping me up in her bare hand with one swift grab. I knew I was a dead frog. Grok, shouted Pin. Grok, grok, grok. The hag spun around and saw Pin do a flip in the air. Aha, the big guy again, that juicy, fat, oversized guy. She crept toward the bucket. Let me just drop this frog into the bucket and then you're next, big guy. Croak, shouted Pin. He leaped right toward the hag. Croak, croak, the hag cackled. Well, look at that, a froggy that croaks with only one vocal sack. A sick froggy probably can't hop too far. <laughs> An easy froggy to catch. Croak, shouted Pin. He leaped toward her again. Then he suddenly turned and leaped away quickly. Croak, croak, croak. Hey, wait a minute, big guy. The hag looked from me to Pin. He's worth three of you. She dropped me on the mud and picked up her net. Pin stopped hopping. I had to get to Jimmy right away. I tried to leap and fell flat on my belly. I couldn't move my hind legs. The hag had them, squeezed them so hard. Helpless, I watched Pin and the hag. The hag crept toward Pin slowly. She swung her net. She had aimed perfectly. Pin leaped backward at the last second. I'd never seen a frog leap backward. The net slapped down on the mud in front of Pin. Grok, said Pin. You hopped backward, said the hag, with as much surprise as I felt. Frogs can't do that. Then her voice rose in anger. Think I can't get you, is that it? Well, I'll get you, my amphibious morsel. I'll get you, she lifted her net slowly. I forced my right hind leg out in a stretch. And yes, oh yes, it was working now. I tried my left. It stayed cramped. Panic clutched me. I stared at Pin and the hag. 
This time, the net came down about five inches behind where Pin had been sitting. But Pin leaped at the last minute to the side. A sideways leap! The hag leaned over and stuck her bumpy chin out at Pin. She snorted. Ah, an acrobatic frog. Is that what you think you are? Well, I can handle that, she looked around. She marched right past me to a clump of chamomile growing on the bank beside the wooden bucket that held our Jimmy prisoner. She plucked the chamomile. A little herbal boost will make my net big. I'll catch you in an instant. She stuck the plant in her mouth and chewed like a crow, like a cow. Then she held the net in front of her and spit a huge gob of muck onto it. The net immediately grew three times bigger. The hag raised it over her head and swung hard. The net caught on a hawthorn branch and ripped. Beastly thing, she shouted. She left the net dangling from the branch and clenched her fists. She rubbed her crystal ring and thought for a moment. All right, Froggy, no more fooling around. It's time for serious magic. She walked toward Pin very slowly, holding her glowing amber crystal at chest level, pointed right at him. She rubbed the crystal with a circular motion. Ice, Froggy, what do you think of that? Nice ice to make your cold blood slow to a stop. <laughs> and suddenly a glistening wall of ice rose up behind Pin. Pin. It's so high you can't jump over it. It's so slippery you can't climb it. <laughs> it's behind you, Froggy. You can't jump backward. <laughs> she rubbed her ring again. It's on both sides of you, Froggy. You can't jump sideways. <laughs> and the ice wall rose up on both sides of Pin. The, hagger, the hag put her hand on her ring to rub again. It's... Before she could say it, Pin leaped and landed right on the hag's face, grabbing hold of her nose. Ow! screamed the hag. The air was a blur of hag fingers and frog legs. Suddenly, the hag's crystal ring went flying off her finger and into the mud. Get Jimmy! Pin shouted to me. Who's Jimmy? screamed the hag as she snorted and flailed around. She pulled fiercely at Pin, but he held on to her nose, just like he held on to my belly when we made it. The strength of his grip was astounding. I stretched my left thigh in desperation. It finally worked again. I leaped to the bucket and jumped against it. It rocked a little, and then came to a halt. Hi, shouted Pin. Hit it high! I jumped high and smashed into the bucket a few inches under the rim. It rocked on its bottom edge, then slammed to a halt again. Hi! 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 shouted Pin. Hi! screamed the hag. What do you mean, you internal frog? Infernal frog! She was holding him by both hind legs and pulling as hard as she could. Her snorts were now as loud as the bugle of a moose. I looked at the heavy wooden bucket and felt defeated. It was enormous, and I was but one little green frog, but Jimmy was inside. I could hear him leaping about. 
I jumped with all the strength I had left and slammed against the rim of the bucket. At the same moment that I slammed against it, 49 little froglets came slamming up against it too. I crashed over on it. It crashed over on its side and the lid rolled away. Jimmy, I called. A crowd of froglets went leaping past me and splashed into the water. I leaped in after them, grateful for the notorious disobedience of froglets that had made them not stay hidden in the weeds as Pin had ordered.